Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. The title of the message is Inspirations of the Resurrection. Inspirations of the Resurrection. And I'm going to go over about six or so scriptures. And what I want to do is to make sure that we understand that the resurrection is a core of our Christian message, the resurrection. And when you think about it, uh, we normally, honestly, probably talk about the res- registration, uh, resurrection probably good fashion once a year, which is on uh, the Easter time. And that should not be really. Really shouldn't be. And we want to change that. We really do. Because the resurrection is so important, as you will see uh, today. And every Sunday, actually, should be Resurrection Sunday. Can you imagine if we celebrated like the early church probably uh, did when they uh, start worshiping on the first day of the week because that was when Jesus resurrected. And so they are meeting together. They're excited about Jesus defeating death. They're excited about it. And so they are meeting every week on the first day of the week to celebrate that, but normally we don't do that but on Easter. And we want to change that. What we want to first turn to is First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Let's go there. Verse nineteen. And see what Paul said. Because the apostle Paul was was saying something that would relate to just what I'm saying and how important this day and next Sunday is and every day to him. So starting in verse 17, it says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. Now can you imagine that? And see, we know Christ has been raised, but we don't really think about celebrating it like we should do it. And our whole, really, theology is based on a resurrected Christ. And it says that you are still in your sins. So, Without a resurrection, we are still in our what? Sins. That's what the Apostle Paul says through the Holy Spirit. And so we have to have a resurrection. Now we celebrate, of course, the Lord's Supper every month. And rightfully so. We, we should. We're talking about his death because he wanted us to Remember his death. 
And I say, let's take it further and let's remember his resurrection also because who wants to still be in their sins? You know, nobody wants to still be in their sins. And so we're celebrating, of course, his death, and he did pay the price for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So we know the scripture there in Isaiah. So we say that, Lord, help us to be more uh, conscientious about what you did this time of year, what you do, did, and why we, why we should celebrate it every day. Be thankful that Jesus is alive. He's alive. Because, see, you think about it. Every religion, and, of course, Lee and Jan, they face people, these 500 people that come, or average of 300 people coming per uh, week is it per week? Then you think about how many religions do they really believe in? How many gods do they believe in? You see, and 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 we believe in one God. There's one God. That's what we believe in. But our God is not a dead God. Every 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 person who comes from all these foreign countries, if they celebrate. I don't care whether it's celebrating Buddha. I don't care whether it's Muhammad. I don't care uh, Joe Smith. I don't care who they're celebrating. They're dead. They're dead. The only way they're going to rise is on that day when God raised raised them, and it's going to be now judgment day, and then it's going to be a second death, and then they're going to be, unless Lee and Jan get to them or somebody else get to them, (laughs) they're going to be in fire and brimstone because they don't believe in the one true God who raised Jesus Christ. They don't believe that we serve a living God, a resurrected God, a God that we can talk to every day. See, if he was dead, there's no need to talk to anybody because what can they do? What can they do? They, They can't do anything. Nothing. Our God is alive and he he does wonders. Wonders. In verse 18, it says, Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If there is no resurrection, everybody who died before us, and we're not dead yet, but everybody who died beforehand, they will perish if there is no what? Resurrection. If there is no resurrection, they're going to perish forever and ever. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. And you think about that. If we're not going to talk about the resurrection, if we're not going to celebrate the res- resurrection, then if, the, if our hope is only that Jesus died, that's the only hope we have. 
Jesus died. Did anybody else's God or somebody die? Oh, obviously, Muhammad died. All of them died. So I don't want to be pitied because it's more than this life. Matter of fact, we know now that this life is worthless to to us. Well, not worthless, but it would be if there is no resurrection. If there is no resurrection. If the only thing we can do is look forward to going out to, to lunch after church, going to, going to work, helping whoever to do what they put on their heart to do, and they pay us for it. We come home, we're tired, we watch TV, we read books, we go biking, go hiking, go to the gym, whatever we do, go to sleep, wake up, go to work. If that's all it is, we are to be most pitied. I mean, you can pity us, my goodness gracious. And if somebody said, well, well we, we, gonna, we believe in that we're coming back as a cow or as a horse or as a turkey or something. <laughs> You're really to be pitied, <laughs> you know. So we want to take this time today to just, just, just go over five or six um, inspirations, let's say of the resurrection. So just scripturally, we're going to go through about six, five, six scriptures. And I'll probably unpack about two of them, two or three of them next week. And you want to invite the unsaved, the unchurched, the not yet saved, not yet church to service Next week, because I, that's what God's put on my heart to make sure that if there's anybody here that's unsaved next week, they're going to get saved. Because he has put a message on my heart that's going to address how great it is to serve a resurrected Lord. And so I'll unpack a few of these. I won't unpack everything today. I'm going to just go through some scriptures. The first one, the first inspiration is believe in Jesus' physical resurrection. Believe that his physical resurrection is the defining doctrine of Christianity. We need to believe that. Romans 10, 9 and 10, I'm sure uh, we all know that uh, by memory. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart 
that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Suppose we don't believe that God raised him from the dead. Suppose we just confess Jesus Christ is a good person, was a nice prophet, did some miracles, but he died. Are we going to be saved? According to the scripture, we won't be saved. And we, we know that the word also says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we know we have to build scripture upon scripture that when you call upon the name of the Lord, then if he's Lord, then he's the supreme controller of us or you or whoever confesses the name of the Lord Jesus. And they must believe he is who, they, who he said he is. You just don't call upon, why would you, if you break your leg, you call upon me? It does you no good. <laughs> I can't set it. I can't do nothing but tell you, you better get to the doctor, somebody who can do something for you. So we're going to call upon the name of the Lord. We know that he can do something for us. Let's look at Romans 1. Verse 3. Number 2. Trying to just inspire us today. To think more about. Talk more about. And praise more about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what the Lord has done. Number two, the resurrection demonstrates to the whole universe the deity of Christ. In Romans 1, starting in 3, it says, Concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the Son of God with power. Oh, that's that's so good. With power. Or the, maybe original would say, as a result of the resurrection. It says, by the resurrection, but it means as a result of the resurrection. He was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. That's awesome. That is awesome. This is, this is God declaring Jesus Christ, his Son, is by the resurrection of the dead according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You have the Father, you have the Son, you have the Holy Spirit all involved in this. He is who he said he he is. Regardless of what the Pharisees thought and believed and the scribes, he was God. 
all God, all man. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we can we can see from these scriptures that it's the resurrection from the dead that is very, very important that we are celebrating this season of the year. Number three. I'm going to try to give you four or five. Number three. The resurrection purchased our justification. Let's look at Romans 4. 25. He who was delivered over because of our transgressions, not his transgression, because of our transgressions, and was raised because of our justification. Oh, my, 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 my. And you think that if he had not been raised from the dead, because he lived a sinless, sinless life, death couldn't hold him. Impossible for death to hold him. Because death is going to be the result of sin. And sin has no power over a righteous person who has never sinned. But the law could not justify anybody because nobody could keep the law. So everybody sinned. Well, not one. No, not one who did not sin. But Jesus Christ was sinless, so death couldn't hold him. And because he rose, we will rise also. The scripture says that our life is hid with Christ in God. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. So we are justified because of the resurrected Lord. So this is, this is, now I know nobody's doing somersaults right now. You, 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 you get them probably. You get there. If you, uh, if you don't, then uh, Sam has a class called, you know, uh, Hearing the Voice of God, you know. Number four. The resurrection gives us the joy. Of knowing that Christ is with us today. He's with us today. No one can say that that serves Buddha or worship angels or anything else. They can't say that the one they believe in is with them today. They're dead and gone. Colossians chapter 3. Let's go there. Verse 3. 
and 4. Joy. 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 The resurrection should give us joy. That God's with us. Matter of fact, we know that from Colossians 1, 27, it says that Christ is in us. Is that right? He's in us. The hope of glory. He's in us. He's in us. So Christ is with us. But Colossians 3, 3 says, For you have died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So wherever Christ is, we are. We are. We should have joy in knowing that Christ is with us. He's with us. He's with us here. He's with us when we're at home. He's with us when we're in the car. He's with us when we're eating. He's with us. And that's why the word tells us that we should be very careful on what we say, what we do. Because Christ is with us. And see, we don't think about that. We don't think about that. And I tell us, tell, tell us all the time that when people see us, they should see Christ. When they hear us, they should hear Christ, what Christ is saying. And so if that's true, we need to be practicing exactly what comes out of our mouth. It should be what the word of God has said, what Christ has said. What we do should be what we have seen him do because God is with us. He's with us. He's with us at work, isn't he? He's with us at the gym. He's with us when we're cycling. He's with us all the time. He knows our thoughts before we even think it, doesn't he? Oh, my. Joy. Joy. When Christ, who is our life, and if our life is hid with Christ in God, is our life really here? It's got to be here in Christ. But it's also in God. So our life cannot be apart from Jesus Christ. Our life can't be apart from the Father. We are, just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have to be included in that because we're in Christ. Our life is here with Christ and God. So where he goes, we got to go if our life is here with Christ. And where he, where, where we go, he goes. But see, I don't think like that all the time. Matter of fact, I very seldom think like that, even though I should think like that, is that he's up here with me. He's sitting with you. 
He's everywhere. But not just everywhere, just somewhere out there. Like the stars and sun. No, he's out there in everybody who's a Christian. No matter where you're located. That's why they proclaim the gospel to the people who come on the ships because they're going to take the gospel back to their land, just like the the Ethiopian did, eunuch. So when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Oh, my. That's joy. It should be joy for us because if he resurrected, we are going to re- resurrect. If the Holy Spirit raised him when we were yet sinners and we gave our life to Christ, now our life is here with Christ in God, so now we know that where he is, so are we. That's what we know. And we know we're going to be with him. We know when he appears, we don't know what we're going to look like, but we know that we're going to be like he is. We know that. So we should have, it shouldn't be in a sadness, even though we know that Things do affect us, and God gave us emotions. We know that. But things shouldn't last and linger. We should not be wanting to uh, harm ourselves and things of that nature because we have hope. And we know that even though we are going through this now, we won't be going through this. When we get to him, with him, on that day. Whatever our body's like now, it won't be like this later. Even though we might have aches and pains, even though we might not be able to see as good as we want to see without glasses, even though we might not be able to hear as well, without a hearing aid. Even Even though we might not be as small as we want to be, even though we might not be as large as we want to be, you say, who in the world is that? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That's me. I tell them, I, I got to gain weight. I got to eat some potatoes. She said, well, you can't, can't eat too many potatoes because it turns into glucose, and then you're going to have another situation. I got to gain weight, baby. I got to gain weight. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. The resurrection, number five, the resurrection gives us hope.
that goes beyond the grave. Woo! It does, it does, it does. Let's look at First Thessalonians. Let's go there. Uh, chapter 4. Verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. Now, he didn't say that we or not to grieve at all. We know that when things happen sometimes to loved ones and things of that nature, uh, there's a grieving period that that's expected because God has given us emotions. He's given us love. He's given us uh, all these uh, character qualities that we've talked about before that we want to be just like he is. So we know we'll grieve, but it says that we shouldn't grieve as the rest. Because some people, they grieve and they grieve and they want to do themselves harm. They can't go on and things of that nature. But he says, no, no, you don't grieve like the rest who have no hope. You have hope because you serve a resurrected God who's already died for your sins, already went to the grave, and he's already, he's, he's been resurrected. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and you are with them also. So you have hope. And if they were died in Christ, then you should be rejoicing also at some point in time because you'll see them again because they're going to rise again too. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring With him, those who have fallen asleep in Christ. That's good news. That's good news for anybody who's died. Because some people have loved ones who died when they were uh, uh, children, babies. Some people have died. But he said, he says that, that they, you'll see them again because as they fall asleep, they are going to rise again. If they were in Christ. And I believe, and I've taught that before, I believe that uh, when, when babies uh, die, you know, one year old less or whatever, two, three, whatever, and they, that Jesus is a God of love. And I, I believe that, that they are not going to be accountable for their, their sin because all the sin falls short of the glory of God. Uh, but uh, I believe that they will be in heaven with Christ. And there have been people who, who God has shown them their loved ones who died when they were a little baby. And now they are no babies no longer, but they are alive in, with him in heaven. So people, God always gives us hope. He always, you know, just blesses us with, with things. The last one. Number six, the resurrection unites every Christian with the life-giving force that raised Jesus from the dead. Let's look at Romans 8. 
verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So everybody who's born again has the spirit of God in them, and it links all of us together. It's really only one church. You know, we know that uh, whether you're in Africa, whether you're in wherever you are, no matter where you are, if you're in Christ, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's what it is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what you like to eat and what you don't like to eat. It doesn't matter. You don't have to eat chitlins. It doesn't matter. You know, we're still brothers and sisters in the Lord. So I tell you that God said today, he said, I want you to raise the the awareness that you need to be celebrating the resurrection more than you are as a body of believers and as believers. Even more so, really, and you think about it, we know we, we like I said, we do the um, communion once a month. But you want to remember, oh, God is so good. He not only died for my sins, but he raised from the dead for my justification. I'm so glad, God, that I'm justified because of you, Lord. I'm, I'm so glad that I don't have to pay for any past sins that's not even counted to me because of your righteousness. I am in you, so therefore it's as if I have not sinned. I am just a person who used to be a sinner before I got saved. Now I'm a, a, I'm a, 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 a just a righteous person who is, I can tell Satan, I can tell anybody, I am righteous. He said, how do you think you're righteous? You know, the way you talk sometimes, you know? How do you think you're righteous? I'm righteous by the blood of Jesus. I'm righteous because he raised Jesus from the dead. I'm righteous because of his righteousness. My life is his with Christ and God. If he's righteous, I'm righteous because he imputed his righteousness on me. It's not about what I did, what I didn't do. It's about what he did. I said, Lord, I will proclaim it today, and I will unpack it next week. And I tell you that this is a joyful time of the year. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.